Hey, everybody. I'm Jen Garrett. My passion for football and pushing boundaries has helped me to create a successful business using the same performance building principles of the world's best players. Through my Move the Ball book, workshops, and consulting work, I've used the same system to help thousands of people to think and execute like a pro athlete when it comes to business and branding. Now, I'm on a mission to help you utilize those tools and strategies to elevate your hustle and get you across the goal line. So get ready. It's time to suit up, to show up, and to move the ball. Hey, everyone. It's great to be back with you for another episode of Move the Ball. If this is your first time listening, welcome. And if you've been a part of the Move the Ball movement for quite some time, welcome back. As you all know, on this podcast, we talk about business, branding, sports, and of course, how to move the ball. This episode is part of my special Path to the Draft series, where I'm having conversations with NFL draft prospects on their path to the draft. Now, if you have not yet subscribed to the podcast, make sure that you do so so that you never miss an episode as part of this series, as well as the regular show. I've got a great lineup of guests planned for this season. All right. For today's episode, Inside the Huddle with us and ready to share his story and talk about his path to the draft is Jayshon Corbin. Jayshon is a running back who finished his college football career with Florida State University. During this past season, Jayshon started in all 12 games and totaled 1,159 all-purpose yards. Now the breakdown of that, rushing for 143 times for 887 yards and seven touchdowns, while also adding 144 yards and one touchdown on a team-high 25 receptions as well as 128 yards off of seven kickoff returns. Prior to his time at Florida State, Jay Sean spent the rest of his time playing college ball at Texas A&M. We will talk about both of those experiences and more on today's episode. Jay Sean, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Well, I appreciate you being with us today. Excited to chat. And let's just kick off our conversation talking about how did you get into football? Tell us about when you first pick up, picked up a football. Yes, I was about two, three years old. I always had some sort of football, some sort of ball kind of in my hand. So around the time I was seven years old, that's kind of when I picked up football. I started off playing flag. I played flag for like two weeks and I was like the fastest person on the team, but I was the biggest person on the team at the time. So they tried to put me in the offensive line and I was like, I might as well just go play tackle football. So I went over and played, started playing tackle football and the rest has kind of been history ever since. And what about football made you fall in love with the game? I think just being competitive, football is definitely a big thing in my family, really a big thing in my area. Football is kind of like the main vessel in my county. We got like four or five guys currently in the NFL right now. So football is definitely still into me since I was little. So my listeners know that this whole Move the Ball movement kind of kicked off with a book called Move the Ball. And in that book, I talk about different strategies, lessons, things that I've taken away from the game of football since I was four years old that I feel are helpful for people to be successful in whatever it is they do. When you look at your football playing career, what are some of the lessons that you've taken away from the game that you think are important for you as you transition to this next level of playing professional football, as well as just to be successful in life? Just simply having strong discipline, working hard. It sounds cliche, but it it actually stands true. Preparation and just listening to your coaches and just going out there having fun, really. When you're having fun, you're playing free. You're not really worried about anything. You're able to play your best games when you're having fun. So I think that's probably the things I've used growing up, and that's kind of helped me transition from Little League to high school, high school to college, 
college going on to his next level. And you play the running back position. When you look at that position, what do you think are the core skills necessary to play this at the next level? Being tough, being physical. Those are like the two main things you have to be to survive. Fast, instinctive, being able to catch the ball, especially with how the, the league is going nowadays. And having a running back who can kind of do a little bit of everything allows you to stay on the field. That's probably the, the main traits or core traits that you need to be a successful running back. And being smart, you have to know just as much as the QB knows because that's pretty much your right hand and you have to keep him clean. So knowing what you're doing out there, that's part of the core things you need. And what do you think about you makes you elite at the skill position? I do pretty much everything well. My IQ, being explosive, great vision, good hands, being versatile, breakaway speed, can make people miss, physical, tough like things I talked about earlier, that have a really good well-rounded game. I think that kind of separates me from the rest of everybody else. Let's talk about your time playing college football. You started off playing at Texas A&M. In the 2019 season, you started the first two games and then suffered a season-ending injury. Can you talk about that recovery process and how did having sit out the rest of the season really help you to be a better running back and a better football player? That recovery process was tough for me. Probably the first two, three months was tough because – that's the first time I ever missed any kind of you know, significant time, actually any time period, you know, with an injury. So that's kind of my first time going through that experience. And as far as like helping me as a football player, it just allowed me to see the game from like a different perspective. You know, I'm always you know used to being in the action, being on the field. So being on the sidelines, it gave me the, the chance to kind of watch from the sidelines, but me actually knowing what's going on. So, you know, so as far as like a fan and actually being a player watching, guys come on the sidelines, they're asking me like, what do you see out there? Because I'm, you know, so I see it from their perspective. Being able to help them and it taught me just to, to cherish every play, cherish every moment because the snap of a finger is gone. And that's kind of like one of the main things I learned. You just never waste a rep and just cherish the time that you have on the field because it can be gone. Absolutely. And part of being successful in football as well as life, as we know, is mental toughness. And when you have an injury like that, that mental piece is also important to the recovery. Were there any people that kind of helped you to stay mentally strong as you were going through that process? Yeah, for sure. I have a strong, like a small but big immediate family, kind of like my support system, my mom, my grandparents, my aunt, my uncle. Those are the ones I leaned on the most. And also, I did a lot of praying. A lot of times I was out there on my own. So it was kind of just me praying and kind of reassuring myself, you know, I'll be fine once you know, I get through this process. And, you know, my family kept my spirits high. It was tough, but it was definitely an experience that I needed. And winning in football, as well as in all of life, is all about overcoming obstacles, such as an injury. But there are other things that people face as well. Can you share with us another time that you've had an obstacle that you've had to face on your journey and how you overcame that? So going into like, my freshman year, one of my friends passed away that I graduated with. He had cancer. He passed away. And that was a tough moment because that was the first time I lost somebody who I was actually like pretty tight with. And like they said, death is kind of random. So when we got the news, it was just, it was hard. It was a tough time. So that's kind of one of the biggest adversities I had to go through. So BC, every game I write his name on like my eye tape. I have a bunch of pictures with it. You know, I write it on my wrist tape. So just try to do any way to, you know, keep his name alive and remember him. That's awesome. It's a great way to keep his spirit here and people remembering him and you playing better, I know, as you're playing out there for him as well. So let's talk about Florida State. So you transferred to Florida State. You're a Seminole. Tell us about your experience there. I had a great time. Obviously, COVID kind of hindered it a little bit because, you know, COVID kind of shut everything down and 
you know, we didn't really get the full effect of, you know, the fans and the atmosphere that Florida State is known for. So coming to that 2021 year when they let the restrictions go, that first game against Notre Dame, it was crazy. It was like nothing I had never seen before. Just hearing the chant, the war chant before coming on the field, it, it was crazy. But I love my time before the state, love uh, the relationships I built. I'll have lifelong friends off that team. And the coaches that counted there at Florida State were amazing. And I'm just thankful for that time that I had there. And you mentioned the game against Notre Dame. You ended up rushing 89-yard touchdown in that game. Also had a 75-yard touchdown against Louisville. You were one of only six rushers nationally to have multiple 75-yard runs this past season. How did that make you feel? And what were you doing to have such great performance? That's, I didn't even know that stat. But that, that's a pretty cool stat. I'll just say my coaches put me in the right position. My teammates blocking for me, my offensive line, tight ends, receivers blocking for me. And quarterback making the right read, because we did a lot of read options. So him, quarterback making the right read, and the rest just was on me. We always say you got to make the third level defender miss. So it's kind of a one-on-one, just making guys miss and just showing off my speed, not getting caught, and just using my God-gifted abilities, honestly. You mentioned that you weren't familiar with the stat that I just shared. I'm sure you're familiar that your 275-yard touchdown runs tie the FSU single-season record set by Dalvin Cook, as well as Chris Thompson and Sammy Smith. Hopefully you know that. Yeah, I knew about that. (laughs) (laughs) So there are times where we always have to grow. There are growth moments, as I like to call them. What was one of those growth moments for you? I'll say freshman year when I was at Texas A&M, I was kind of working my way up the depth chart. Coach Fisher, I don't know why, I just felt like he was just always like on me because he sees a lot in you. One practice, I think I had messed up a player. I did something wrong and he like grabbed my face mask and he was just like in my face. That was kind of like my, my grow up moment. I never had that happen to me before. So that was kind of like a humbling moment. But also know it was out of love. That was probably like my grow up moment for sure. And as you look back at your time playing college football, what was the most memorable game for you? Well, I could say the Notre Dame game. I can even say the, the Arkansas game my freshman year. I ran the kickoff return back because that was the first time I got through back there, kickoff return. And I, the first time I touched the ball, was the first play of the game, I returned the touchdown for the the kickoff return. And I was like, I think that was the longest since like Christian Kirk or somebody. So that was pretty special. And obviously the, the Notre Dame game was, was pretty special. So you decided to declare for the draft and been training. We just had the combine recently. You know, what are some of the things that you were training to improve upon during this time? And what are some of the things that you're really focused on? You know, obviously the 40s, all the, the testing aspects that you go into, going to the combines, to your pro days and just honing in on a lot of the, the drills that we're going to be doing as far as that, that like what we did, the, the combine, the routes, kind of the whole spectrum. This is kind of like my first time really training to run. I've never like been through like 40 training and you know, training for a shuttle. That's kind of the main thing that we've been working on, just kind of honing my skills on the field. And then also, you know, my testing numbers, our workout facility went five or five with the fastest 40 times. So I'm at, I'm at a good spot right now. And I don't think a lot of people are fully aware of how much work you all put into that training before the combine. Can you share with us a little bit more? First, where were you training at? As well as talk to us about like the routine that you guys were doing. Yeah, I'm XPE in Fort Lauderdale with Matt Gates and Tony Villani. Mondays and Tuesdays, we go two times a day. We have a workout in the morning, whether it be speed training, acceleration, working on bursts and your back end speed. And then on Tuesdays, we work our shuttles, three cones. We do a little position work in the morning. And then 
In the afternoon, we come back and we have like a lift, whether it be upper body or lower body. Wednesdays, we have a pool day. It's kind of like recovery day, but it's still like a workout. So it, 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 only, it doesn't feel like recovery, but it is. And then we go get rehab. Thursday, Friday, kind of the same routine, two times a day. It's a lot that goes into it, honestly. It's a lot. But obviously, it's, it's a crucial point in all of our lives. So we need it. Now, you ended up playing at the East-West Shrine Bowl as well. And you were one of the standouts in the game. Showcased your explosiveness during that game. Had a big run. Tell us about your experience that week. It was a great experience. That was my first time being in Vegas. So just, I don't know, I have a weird thing about mountains. Like I'm super infatuated with mountains. So I, just seeing that part was just crazy. But it was a great time. I you know competed with you know the best guys in the country. I also played side-by-side side with some of the best guys in the country. Got to meet with NFL scouts, worked with Coach King. She was the first women's coach I ever had. She coached running backs. Did a lot of learning from her. It was a great experience overall. Got to play in the the Raiders Stadium, which was was crazy. So it was a great experience. Made a lot of good friendships there that, you know, I saw the the combine. So it was an overall great experience. I really enjoyed it. And it was neat to see Coach King get the opportunity to coach the running backs. I saw her down at the combine as well. So it was great to catch up with her afterwards there too. So let's talk about the NFL combine. So you did some positional drills. You're going to do workouts during pro day. How was the combine experience for you? Yeah, it was great. It was honestly a great experience, a great opportunity for you know, be able to showcase my skills, be able to catch the ball, look smooth and, you know, in the running back drills. But it was also stressful. I'll be honest, it was stressful just because it's a it's a big time, an important moment, you know, for us. We're trying to put our best foot forward, you know, to, to accomplish our dreams. So it was a great experience. You know, got to meet with a lot of coaches, got to be side by side with, you know, the best of the best. So I'm just grateful, you know, to be picked for that opportunity. And um, it was great. I, I enjoyed myself. And if someone were to ask you, why should a team pick Jay Sean over somebody else? What would you say? I would say you should pick Jay Sean because he's a, a high character guy, somebody that you need in your locker room. He's been a team captain three out of four years in college. You know, somebody who can make plays, play special teams and just do everything right. You have no issues on the field or off the field. Just all around good person, a good player and just wants to win. Great answer. So football will eventually come to an end at some point far down the road for you, but it will happen. And so when that time comes, I guess, have you thought about some plans for what you would want to do after football? Yeah, I went to a veteran to real estate. My granddad kind of sparked my interest with that probably a couple of years ago. That's definitely something I want to get into, you know, like real estate, flipping houses. Also, I like to travel. You know, I finally you know got the chance to travel a little bit and I'm a big sneakerhead. So like, I'll you know continue my steer collection. So that's probably something I'll continue to do outside of football. And since you like to travel, what is that one place that you've never been that you want to go to? Dubai. Oh, that's a great choice. I've always seen the pictures and like, I don't know, it's just like a once in a lifetime experience to go out to Dubai. That'd be something on my bucket list for sure. I've seen the pictures too. It looks amazing. One day, <laughs> one day I'm going to get yeah, up there yeah. too. Yeah, we'll get out there one day. So what I want to do now is run you through my two-minute drill and just ask you some fun questions. Are you ready? Yep. All right. Outside of football, what do you like to do? Play video games and collect shoes. What is one thing most people don't know about you? I would say I like all types of music, except for country music. I, I can't do country music. But I can listen to the old R&B. I love old school music. That's how I like all genres of music, except for country. So that would probably be something that would shock a lot of people. What about like the Nelly country twist? Can you do Nelly's country songs or no? 
Nah, <laughs> I can't. I can't do that. Okay, he's kind of going into that genre. So, what three words would you use to describe yourself? I'll say hardworking, a loving person, and I'll say respectful—a respectable person, somebody you can respect, and somebody who gives and respect. Great words. If you had one intro song played at all of your public appearances, what would that song be? I'll just say like my favorite song right now. It's called Banking on Me by Gunna. That's probably my favorite song right now. I'll put that at every function that I'll go to right now. What is the best piece of advice that you've been given by a coach? The best piece of advice is to always work hard. Like I said, it sounds cliche, but that stands true in my life. Just working hard and have strong faith. Even if you don't know what's going to happen, you just got to have faith in the work that you put in. And you have to live with the outcome. Wherever the chips may fall, you know, as long as you put your best foot forward, you'll be fine. And I'm going to flip it now and ask, what's the best piece of advice you would give someone? I'll say continue to chase your dreams because, you know, you put all your time, put all your effort into it. You know, one way or another, you'll accomplish everything that you want to. I'm literally a living testimony. I have a picture in my phone when I was nine years old. I made a booklet and the, the title was my dream was making it to the NFL. So if you just chase your dreams, work hard and keep the right people around you. You won't be stopped, you know, anything that you put your mind to. Keep the right people around you is a very important piece of that as well, for sure. The last question is you're hosting a dinner party and you can invite three famous people. Who would you choose and why? LeBron and Drake are definitely coming for sure. Number three, I'll say somebody like Obama or somebody. Somebody like, I would like to pick their brain, see how they operate. Or maybe like Rick Ross. He's somebody I would, I would love to talk to just to see how he came up and how he's like, putting all his friends on and he's an entrepreneur, big time businessman. So those are probably my three. Okay. And lastly, do you sing in the shower? (laughs) Yeah, I'm definitely, (laughs) I'm a big singer in the shower for sure. Are you any good? To me, I sound great. (laughs) There you go. My mom and my brother, they think opposite. Well, everybody sings better in the shower. That's what Shaq says in his commercial. Oh yeah, his commercial, yeah. (laughs) So as we look to close the show, let people know, where can they follow you? Where are you at on social media? Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at J-A-Y-B-O-J-B-O underscore seven. And you can follow me on Twitter at Jayshawn06. You don't know how to spell my name. It's J-A-S-H-A-U-N-06. You can follow me on those two. And we'll have those in the show notes too, so people can follow you on your journey. Well, Jay Sean, thank you so much for being on the show today. It has been great chatting with you. Uh, thank you for having me. And I wish you much success in this next chapter. And thank you to everyone for listening to today's episode. If you wouldn't mind, subscribe to the podcast. I mentioned that earlier. And also share it with a friend or two. That's one way you can help me to move the ball. And thanks again for listening. We will catch you next time. Until then, make sure that you suit up, you show up, and you move the ball. Thank you for listening to Move the Ball. To see more about what I'm up to and how I can help you to move the ball in your business, with your brand, or your career, check out my website at www.getinsidethehuddle.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and also join the Move the Ball Facebook group for even more content and to be a part of the Move the Ball movement.